Hello. This is Dismal Science again, coming in with episode number two, entitled, Do You Need a Data or Any Other Type of Plan with Your New Android Phone? There's so much going on in the world of mobile these days. To begin with, we start off with the news. A quick update, it, just in case you haven't heard. The iPhone will be coming to Verizon's network in the United States. And this is newsworthy for some reason. And Apple is going to be releasing a phone on a deprecated network, CDMA, which in many parts of the world doesn't even exist. And this is supposed to be a big revolution for some reason. Oh, I'm not going to talk about this that much longer, but it just goes to show that I only I think you can only get good news these days through podcasts. I think the general media is becoming virtually worthless. I want to really um, talk to you about my experiences, though. I um, have become a big Android fan. It's a good platform. It's um, just in case you guys um, don't know, it is not really Linux. It is a derivation of Linux, and that is um, relevant, and it's not relevant to a degree. I would have preferred it be a more clean Linux implementation, but it's actually got branched code, of which Google did try to submit to the Linux Foundation, but they, those changes were not accepted. In the meantime, Google has hired two engineers to work full-time on trying to get these changes integrated, but I'm not exactly sure Android ever really will be pure Linux, but it's um, pretty close. The thing that really is been something to me is that this phone I, I went to do an experiment I got a phone bill from Sprint who was my old carrier for the Blackberry that I used to have and you know I was getting these monthly bills and for those of you who don't live in the United States um, United States cell phone bills are unusually high they're much higher than probably what you pay anywhere in the world and I was realizing I'm not doing that much talking on this phone anymore. I'm not a little kid. I don't have a bunch of friends to keep up with all day long. I'm not a salesman. And I make most of my phone calls when I'm at home or when I'm at work. I just have a small transit time in the middle of the day. And I'm not really trying to make a lot of phone calls. So the idea came to me and I heard somebody else, somebody did a podcast on HPR talking about the way that they do not use a phone plan on their Android phone. I don't know, I can't remember who it was, but somebody did mention that. But I wanted to go into detail about what my experience has been like. So I decided that I want to really try to live without an actual cell phone plan. Now, obviously this is going to work better for some of us than for others. Um, some people really do need to be on the phone all day long talking. 
And um, I understand that. I'm just saying that in my case, I didn't think I needed to be, and I found that I really don't need to be on the phone all the time with a monthly set plan. So, I bought an unlocked phone. I've never had an unlocked phone before. Um, that's not the way that we are trained to buy phones in America. The way that buying phones in America works is that you go to a store, generally like a T-Mobile, Verizon, or Sprint store, and you buy a phone packaged with a plan. And the economics works out as such. If you buy this phone, the carrier subsidizes the cost of your phone so that you'll buy it. In return, you pay a high monthly fee. Um, of which they eventually recoup all of their money and more. And you can't leave them without a large termination fee. Cell phones are sold very differently in other parts of the world. Um, some places you go, and I'm not going to go into this too long because um, many people already know this, but in other countries you go into a store that sells cell phones and then they offer you a number of SIM cards for a carrier of your choice, but that's not the way it works in the United States. So I bought this unlocked phone. Um, actually, I, I, I bought um, two phones, but I'll just focus on one. I bought the latest Nexus S phone um, at Best Buy. And they were, of course, shocked when I told them I wanted to buy the phone outright without the discount for the T-Mobile plan. And um, so, yes, I bought it outright. It cost 500 and something dollars, which on the surface doesn't seem like a small f amount, but I'm guessing over time, if the phone lasts a few years, I'll actually recoup all of my money. I also bought $100 worth of T-Mobile Anytime Minutes, so I do have a T-Mobile SIM card with $100 worth of minutes, which is like 1,000 minutes that lasts about a year. Um, for those emergency situations, if you're stuck somewhere, if the tires go out in your car, you can get an emergency call in. But other than that, I'm going to go through the way that I've been using this phone, and I've been extremely satisfied. Um, I've been, you know, to begin with, you're probably asking, what if you actually want to make a phone call on this phone? Well, of course, you can do almost everything through Wi-Fi, right? And I have Wi-Fi almost everywhere I go. I have Wi-Fi at home, I have Wi-Fi at work, in the coffee shop, at my son's piano school, um, in Best Buy, at the mall. There is Wi-Fi all around us all the time. So, I actually downloaded an app called SipDroid, and I can't speak high, more highly of this app. Um, SipDroid is a SIP client that has Google Voice and Google Talk integration features built into it, and it can allow you to make phone calls over Wi-Fi. Um, the mechanics of it are a little bit strange, but effectively what I would recommend you do if you want to try it out is for you, create another Google account. Don't use your real Google account. Create another Google account and um, go to voice.google.com and create a Google telephone number. Google gives out free telephone numbers for the United States and Canada for now. Um, 
for 2011 they will be free no telling what happens in 2012 but um, effectively you can download this SipDroid app and you can integrate it into the Google Voice feature and assign it to work only under Wi-Fi and what will this will do is that um, when the SipDroid application is running you will have a green circle in the upper left hand corner of your Android phone letting you know that you're ready to go phone calls can come in or they can go out um, so effectively people can call you and you can call them as long as you have a Wi-Fi connection and it works I um, actually spoke to the developer of SipDroid there in Germany I um, the developer's name is Pascal and he's quite proud of the product and he should be um, I spoke to him because I paid his company some amount of money just for some consulting time it was like $15 or something of which they'll talk to you for 10 minutes and help you set up your VOIP settings of course um, I don't want to be depending on Google forever to execute my phone calls but that is a um, leads into another situation. The Nexus S runs the latest version of Android, or one of the later latest versions of Android. Um, I hear there's other things like Honeycomb and other products, but Nexus S runs Gingerbread. And you know, this is where, you know, we really start to separate things out. Um, I'm a fairly frustrated person at times because there's so much good technology out here and we did not embrace it for some reason. The what I'm talking about is SIP. The SIP protocol. Think of it as something similar to HTTP, except for it's for voice. I'm actually looking up what it actually stands for right now. I can't ever remember something like structured internet, internet protocol. Um, and it is um, a way to make phone calls completely over the internet. Um, it, um, <laughs> it, instead of calling an actual phone number, like a seven-digit phone number, you can call a address, something similar to an email address. Um, this is these these systems are um, PBX systems. Um, they run similar. I'll give you an example. Asterix is one of the better known ones. And by the way, SIP stands for Session Initiation Protocol. But effectively, Asterix is a, is a well-known voice server, and it runs similar to an Apache web server. Um, it runs mostly on Linux. And it transfers phone call to phone call based on the similar type of addressing that you would find with email addresses. And the point of this is that the Nexus S, this version of Android, comes with a SIP client built into the phone. Now, for any of you who use Linux or have used earlier versions of Ubuntu, you remember there was a SIP client in Ubuntu called Akeja. It is a GNOME project and it was a very advanced SIP client. Um, of course it didn't catch on because most people won't think out of the box, but 
Ultimately, this SIP protocol can contact any device over data networks. And I've tested it. It, it, it works fantastically. You can get SIP, SIP addresses for free almost everywhere on the internet. One good place is SIP2SIP.info. I think they're from Germany or the Netherlands. But you can get a free SIP address there. Um, and of course, you can run your own Asterisk server in your home and configure it to um, run off of your own IP address or domain name. But really what all this leads up to is that um, the idea of us all paying for these phone services in the fashion that we've been paying seems not to make a lot of sense. Um, I can go into further detail if you guys want me to at another point, but um, what I'm saying is that Android right now has full VOIP over Wi-Fi capacity and it's pretty good. The next session is going to be talking about um, reward cards. I have begun managing my reward cards for supermarkets that I go to because there's a lot of incentive now. Um, if you don't use a reward card in many cases, you're just leaving money behind. In the case of the supermarkets in my area, the supermarket gives a portion of the grocery cost to a local school, if you indicate it. Um, also, you can get discounts and things at times, and also you can get other rewards like lowered gasoline prices. And um, one nice way to manage reward cards is over your phone. Um, they look tacky in your keychain, they get beaten up and they get lost. There is another app called Keyring App. Keyring App is a barcode application which allows you to bring up reward cards depending on where you are. Y you can ref you, you you can download this application onto your phone and it only refreshes when you ask it to so you don't need a continuous data connection i use another one called card mobili but actually every time that application starts it tries to go and find the card information on the internet the reward card information Keyring app doesn't. Keyring app only refreshes when you ask it to refresh. And so that allows you to use it in a mobile fashion without a data plan. The next, I'll, I'll leave the reward cards issue alone for now and go on to the next topic, which is GPS. Um, for some reason, and you know, I'm going to put a disclaimer out here is that I believe that Google's working in collusion with a lot of the phone carriers because some of the things they did they didn't really have to do they, they they did things that made things more difficult in benefit of the carriers to make them more excited to to to, do, to market this product one of the things they did is that the built-in google gps system on the phone does not work with the google navigon or navigation application so if you don't have a data plan it's just not going to work, which absolutely makes no sense whatsoever. And, you know, there was some talk on the Internet about Google saying that, you know, they can make the application work in the in the case that you're not in a data area for a moment. They can make it switch to not use the data. But I'm asking myself, why did you make the GPS 
system need data, period. I mean, before these phones, we had GPS devices that we would buy, and they never needed data, like the TomTom devices. They just needed a battery, and they always knew where you were, and they could give the directions. Well, the, there's a really straightforward answer to this, and it is another application called Copilot. Copilot is an excellent GPS. I mean, really, really good. Um, I have been using it for a while, and for some reason it does not need a data plan, even though Google's default GPS does need a data plan. In, this is such a good application, Copilot. I was in New Jersey recently, and I wanted to take my son to the Statue of Liberty. And I don't know the address of the Statue of Liberty. I just haven't the slightest clue what the address is to put into Copilot. So in Copilot, it has a, a, a whole slew of features, and one of them is, you know, find historical landmarks, find supermarkets, gas stations. It has a huge database of all these places you can go. So I can I, I said, take me from where I am right now to a historical location, a historic monument. And then it gave me a list of all the historical monuments in the New Jersey area, one of which was the Statue of Liberty. You just press Statue of Liberty and bam, directions start um, turn by turn till you get to Liberty State Park. And um, not only that, it also has another feature where you can bring up a map in case you don't know where exactly you want to go, but you know roughly where you want to go. You can press on the map the location of roughly where you want to go, and it will take you to whatever you pressed so that you'll be in the general area. So I found Copilot to be an excellent replacement for the native Google GPS system. Um, another um, application that is pretty good is Beyond Pod. I found that Beyond Pod is a nice podcast catcher. Before Android, I was using a BlackBerry of which I had to download or in the, in the case, I was not using a data plan on the BlackBerry. I was using a voice plan, yes, but I actually had a BlackBerry without a data plan. I had to download these MP3 files from the internet onto my computer and then connect USB to the cable to the BlackBerry and then transfer these files over pretty much every morning. Well, with Beyond Pod and Wi-Fi on the Android, you can just go through your list of podcasts you listen to and just see them all in latest order and just click each one of them down the line. After you're done, turn off the Wi-Fi and head to work and you've got a full day's worth of podcasts on your phone. Um, works like a charm. Um, these are some of the main applications that I've been using, but what I really wanted to get at is that I don't really think that for most of us having any cell phone plan whatsoever with these carriers makes any sense because they're not fear. They don't treat us like we're intelligent. And I'm not sure that most of us are getting our money's worth out of it, especially with the nature of Wi-Fi and universal accessibility. If you live in a major city in the United States, you're going to have a lot of Wi-Fi around you all the time. This is, um, 
and of course they don't want you to know any of this i i, I spoke to this uh, a sprint salesman and i i explained to him my plan and he just looked baffled when i told him that i was planning to buy an android phone without any plan he told me he couldn't sell me one he says at sprint we just cannot sell you an android even with a normal voice plan you have to have a specific android plan with all the data and the bells and whistles i explained to him that i was going to actually buy a phone and i'm not going to put any plan on it and he's just baffled the same thing happened at best buy um they were telling me that you know it just doesn't make any sense to have a phone without a data plan and i kept saying why <laughs> there's no particular reason it just doesn't make sense you wouldn't want this phone without a data plan um i'll i, I was going to include an, uh, an external audio onto this podcast because they mentioned it this morning again on the economist the the economist releases podcasts as well and they've begun a technology podcast which i don't think is very good um, but they were talking about, you know, the nature of cell phones and the, you're, you just have to have a plan with them. It just doesn't make any sense. I, I play Angry Birds on the bus to work in the morning and it doesn't need a data plan. Almost nothing on my phone actually really needs a data or voice plan in any fashion. So just in case you were thinking about it, I just wanted to co-sign on what other people have said before me is that it is possible to get a full featured experience out of your Android phone without a data plan. Um, this is Dismal Science um, checking out once again. Um, if you want to get in touch with me, I can be found at dismal.science.hpr at gmail.com um, I've received a few emails, some of which made recommendations for some topics that I could speak about in the future, and I'm going to take them up. I think my next podcast will be called Operating System Game Theory. I'm looking forward to that one. Um, I'm going to leave you with a song. Uh, this is Less Than Jake. Uh, this song is called St. James Hotel, and thanks for listening.
Thank you for listening to Hack the Public Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net, so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.